Impact leadership. What does it mean to wake up each day knowing your work, effort, and passion is being transformed into creating change that makes a difference in your business, organization, community, and your own life experience? And it can be hard to stay on track when at times the winds do not blow in your direction. But you persevere one step forward at a time, creating something better. This is fulfillment in action. And this is passion for impact. Educating, empowering, and elevating social consciousness in people, business, and teams. One inspiring conversation at a time. Passion for Impact is brought to you by Rock Your Leadership. We train leaders on how to grow success, to drive change, and to not burn out. Visit passionigniter.ca for more details. This is the Passion for Impact podcast with speaker, trainer, and socially conscious advocate, Tricia Miltimore. Well, it is the beginning of a brand new year, so I thought with Passion for Impact, we could do something a little bit different, something that has not been done before. Welcome to our first episode in 2023 featuring a co-host. Yeah, something a little bit different. In the past... A couple of times, I've actually had my brother on the show. His name is Mike Miltimore. You might remember him because he's got this endless energy that's kind of annoying. Well, today, he's actually a co-host joining me all the way from a few cities over. Hello, Mike. From two hours away in Kamloops. Hello, Trish. How are you doing? I am good. I'm excited that you agreed, or kind of not really agreed, to be a co-host until I actually got you on the call. <laughs> but I don't want to, you know, to think about it too much and put any kind of preparation in, because then you might look better than me. We can't have that. But can't have that. No, cannot have that. But I'm I'm super excited to co-host, and for two reasons. One, that from the you know statistics and all the uh, numbers behind the podcast, our episodes together are actually some of the most popular episodes in terms of downloads. So that's kind of mystifying and cool, don't you think? That's that's (laughs) all right. I wonder why. That's good. That's good, though. You know, it's... I like that when that happens. (laughs) I know. I think so too. Anyway, so, and the second reason is because we do have um, beyond the theme, which I'll introduce in just a moment, we do have something really important to talk about, something that's actually pretty big in your world, by default in my world as well. Do you want to share with everyone what has happened? The award that was, it's it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Monica, my wife started working at the shop. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's not what you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's going to be for another episode because I'm sure after a few months working with you directly, your relationship will change. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I had my work wife, who uh, who Dawn, as you know, Mm -hmm. um, she was yelling at me from one side of the store and my real wife was yelling at me from the other side of the store yesterday. So yesterday I was like, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll keep you in line. That's for sure. Keep you, uh, keep you moving forward. It's already better. Everything is better. It feels like the team is really unified right now, but back to your other thing, the big news, the exciting thing that's happened is, uh, you know, at an overnight success of only 16 years, um, <laughs> a guitar, <laughs> A guitar that I designed and built here um, was up nominated for uh, an award for best acoustic guitar worldwide from a, a magazine called Music Merchandise Review Magazine. And uh, the Dealer's Choice Award, uh, which is 
voted on by all the dealers and, and sales reps and music stores and, and that kind of thing all in North America. And it's been going on for 30 years. Um, in fact, you may remember when we were uh, young kids working in the music store, when the awards would come through and we'd, we'd all look at the magazines to see what brands we were carrying in our store that won. Um, my brand, River Song Guitars, won and we were shortlisted with some amazing companies, Martin, Taylor, Yamaha. Uh, we won Best Acoustic Guitar of the Year for 2022. That is incredibly exciting. It's, it's just it? amazing. It is. I know for anyone listening who, if you play guitar, maybe you know someone who plays guitar, you've probably heard of some of those other brands. And for River Song Guitars to um, be nominated and, of course, at this point now have won, it is, it is truly a testament, A, to your passion be to your tenacity and for the entire team, all that dedication. And, and I think it also speaks for the innovation in the product as well. You know, if, if we were doing something that was exactly the same as everybody else, I don't think we'd be in the same, um, uh, same position, but because we decided to take that departure years ago and follow a weird little dream, uh, different can be better. Different can be better. Oh, I'm going to tweet that, Mike. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. So I had a theme for the show because, you know, one of the things that I know you bring to the table and for anyone who's listening who has ever had a dream, ever had a vision um, to create something that is better, that is perhaps even different to leverage certain systems in place. Like we just actually, our last episode, I'm not sure if you heard it. I'm not sure if you listened, but it was uh, featuring uh, the charity hub, which is a company that actually takes excess inventory and then is able to create, um, uh, funds for, I'm not doing it. I'm doing it a disservice how I'm describing it, but listen to the last episode because it was so amazing about a company taking a, an unusual practice in an industry and mm -hmm. leveraging it for good, right? So making, using business for good. And I know certainly at Riversong Guitars, you guys do that all the time as well. But what I love about what you bring to the table is that sense of innovation and the ability to use that innovation to create something better and different. The theme that I have for today, should I unveil it? Let's hear it. It is the purpose and the piss off of passion. And why I bring it up that way is because I feel like for many of us, our passion is a force that can create momentum, but it also at times can create drain. How, can you relate to that in any possible way? I, You know what, Trish? I, I totally can. The purpose of piss off and, of, and passion. Okay. No, you didn't get that right. It was the purpose and the piss off of passion. <laughs> the purpose. Can you see it? Can you, can you do it? The, the purpose and the piss off of passion. <laughs> Okay. I could have read it more confusing than the way I did, but I love that. You got uh, it. You I, got it. I get the intent. The intent yeah. <laughs> is uh, that we're going to be talking about basically when you're passionate about something, um, that's your purpose in life. That's what you're 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 waking up and you're thinking about. You're going to bed. You're thinking about. Um, you're dreaming about it, and uh, that's 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 everything that you're eating and, and breathing. Uh, to try to make that goal of whatever your passion is happen. And the piss off is all those things that happen along the way that piss you off because you your head's been so stuck in what you've been trying to do. Yes. Uh, and that, that could be uh, missed, uh, missed family things. 
It could be uh, when somebody's not jiving with what you're trying to lay down and you can't articulate in all the words what what your your passion is driving to, but you know what your end goal is. Uh, I can see that being a, a piss off. But yeah, I can totally relate to that. I think some of the other ones are, you know, you might, uh, like you said, if someone's not jiving with you, you might feel a little disappointed that someone doesn't see your vision or isn't fueling it. I think there's a whole another podcast that we could have talking. <laughs> you, Why are you laughing? Do you remember uh, Christmas years ago uh, when I first started building guitars and everybody was like, uh, you need to concentrate on your core business, audio visual in the music store. What do you do? What do you think you can do? Build a better guitar. <laughs> and I brought for Christmas for dad, three guitar bodies that I experimented with, but I only had one neck and my Christmas present to dad was to build three different guitars and test the sound quality of them. Mm-hmm. I do and, remember you carting those three guitars around. Yes. And it went over. I thought it was going to be amazing. It was going to be like, like how I play Legos with your, with your kids or, or, uh, or something like that. But it was just super flat and everybody was kind of pissed off about it. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry you felt that way. Um, I was busy cooking a turkey, you know. So, um, but it, no, but, but, but that's through, that's yeah. part of part of the piss off of of passion. Yes. You think this is what it's going to be. This is what your dream. You have your your ideas that you've you've projected, and when things around you don't happen with what your projections, your ideas are, you get pissed off. Yeah, it feels disappointing, doesn't it? It does in it some ways. Yeah, but this is part of of the journey you have to go on, because uh, you you need to be able to go through those to be able to articulate what uh, what you're trying to do and to get other people on board. And when you're trying to talk about your product, if you can't explain it, um, or what you're trying to do, if you can't explain it in simple terms, this is good opportunities to learn how to do that. It's all practice, right? It's all creating the puzzle pieces that as you, over time, you start putting the puzzle together. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, so there's definitely some piss-offs of passion. Um, I see passion, um, co-host, because thank you for asking. Uh, I see passion <laughs> as- Hey, Trish, how, how do you uh, see passion and piss-off? <laughs> uh, well, for me, I think passion is a really interesting term. So we- you know, I think it's widely known that I may have mistakenly um, uh, taken your original title of Passion Igniter by accident because I thought it was funny. But, you know, once Mm -hmm. I buy the domain and I, you know, start the website, it's kind of too... Without telling me, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, too far gone to go back. Anyways, I truly feel bad about that. But it's interesting because over the many years that we've been talking about the whole idea of like Passion Igniter, which you are the original, of course... Um, is, is that the word with passion has really changed and evolved for me over the years. You know, when I was you know, in my twenties, I felt very passionate about, you know, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Um, no. and then as life beats you down and as, as you grow and expand and learn mm-hmm. and, you know, all those other things you evolve. And so for passion for me now at this point, especially after 18 years of marriage, it really is, um, it's a source of energy, but it's fluctuating. Uh, I'm sure anyone who's an entrepreneur listening or someone who is a creative, which I think most people are, you know, you get excited about something and there's a passion there. But what really is going to take that idea to another level is not passion. 
That's a short-term energy, in my opinion. It's yeah. consistency. It's intention. It's commitment. commitment. Did we just Ooh. do that? <laughs> I think we did. You, and you've got that recorded, right? Like we said it that is, at exactly the same time. That totally is recorded. Like, wow. But it's it's all those other things, and you know it's classic. I don't I don't have a passion for getting up and working out. I have a commitment to doing it. So it's making a yeah. choice. Um, I think one of the most powerful reads uh, I have ever had in my life is um, a book all about discipline. And it's all they talked about was discipline and how really truly any success in life or any kind of vision you want to create for yourself always comes down to discipline, which sounds no fun, but there is freedom in discipline. How that's kind of a, that's quite the thought. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, when you're building a guitar and you're passionate about building a new guitar, um, the first thing you do is you plan how you're going to build it and you have your timeline because it doesn't get built in a day. And if you rush it, you're going to end up with a rushed guitar. So um, I can see uh, if I relate passion and, and what you're talking about um, being a short-term energy, that's where you get the ideas and you start writing them down and you start snowballing and, and really the, the fever of the get it done is, is going uh, and I do a lot of 3D modeling that way. But then you have to plan out how you're going to get that done. And that takes time. And that's where the commitment, that's where it takes, um, uh, what was the word you used? The, um, discipline. Discipline. Thank you. To, to make that happen. Because uh, you, as you get closer, if I relate it to building guitars, and you're almost there, but you've ran out of one wood or, or one piece or you broke a, a tool. Uh, if you don't have the discipline and the commitment to do it right and to uh, try to follow through for your vision that you got from your passion, um, you're going to skip a step and you're, you're going to wreck it. So the discipline mm -hmm. is there saying, Hey, I got to work out for 10 minutes a day. Um, to get to my end goal of at the end of the month to have this much more muscle or this much more strength or lose this much weight. So uh, I, I think I understand what you're saying about the discipline and, uh, uh, and commitment for sure. And I, I find for me that there is freedom in, in discipline in that when I just choose and commit to doing something, I don't have to think about it anymore. There's like this gray area of should I, shouldn't I, can I, you know, what will other people think? The resistance, all that resistance in yeah. your life, or whatever kind of vision or goal you have, whether it's building a guitar or building a business or creating a platform business for good, is there's this resistance, these vo the voices inside your mind. How do you quieten down those voices? Because, you know, I think back to the many years we spent at the NAM show. If anyone knows what the NAM show is, it's North American Music Merchant Show. Did I get that right? Is that right? National Association of Music Merchants. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> and it's I this huge right show. Anyway, it's NAM. It worked, right? NAM, yeah. It's this huge, huge show. It's the biggest one in North America, isn't it? Yeah, it's it it's, could even be the biggest one in the world. Uh, it's an international trade show for music. And um, hundreds of thousands of people uh, show up to exhibit. Hundreds of guitar companies show up to exhibit. There's the Hall of Tears in the basement, which, uh, is where all the ideas are born and destroyed. <laughs> mm. Um, but it's, it's an amazing show. Anyways, what, what were you going to say about the NAM show? 
Well, when I, when I think back to the NAMM show, because I, I got to, you know, spend a lot of time with you there in, in Riversong Guitars, oh, yeah. is like your enthusiasm for showing up, even in the very beginning and saying, oh, this is what we got. It's, you know, it's a brand new kind of technology innovation. Uh, and even when people, and I, I remember this even with our retail stores, I remember when we opened up in a city, you know, there's always the naysayers, right? So the people yeah. come by the booth and you could just tell the, those who are jiving, and those who are just judging. And yeah. how do you manage to maintain energy and perspective when I, I've seen it, you've actually faced a lot of judgment. What's what's your tip? Well, I, I look at what shoes they're wearing and if they're wooden shoes, I know there's no hope. There's wooden shoes? Why? If they're wearing wooden shoes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't, I don't get it. They're really old school, like they, all right, Trish. Great. All right. So uh, how do I, uh, <laughs> you're going to listen back and you're going to go, oh, wooden shoes. I get it. Because um, that's what everybody used to wear. So okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll underail us. Those times at the NAMM show when I was showing my guitars and, and really the energy of showing somebody something new they've never seen before and uh, in a way that gets them excited gets you excited. Uh, and those guys that, uh, that don't jive on it, don't understand it. Uh, I have a saying that a no is an opportunity to earn a yes. Um, and you have to earn it. You have to talk about it and say, Hey, well, you know, um, what problems have you had with your guitar? Oh, neck resets. Yeah. That's uncommon with a lot of guitars. You know, when I designed this, I was looking at all the common issues and this is why I did this. And, and that's sort of, uh, really, it's kind of like the, the sales guy in me. It's it, easy. Sales aren't fun uh, or nearly as much fun as winning a sale because you've earned it. And, and for me, that's, uh, that's what, that's what I love about the NAM show and, and, uh, and just talking to people about what I'm into. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, we're looking for a new building to expand and grow our company into. And Monica, who's beside me uh, on the couch when I'm, coming up with harebrained ideas. She's a lot more conservative than I am. I'm, I'm not going to say she's a naysayer. She's not, but she's a little more concerned about if you get that size of mortgage, how are you going to pay that size and how are you going to make this work? So what I do a lot is I do a lot of um, spreadsheets and I try to look at every Avenue and I go for a walk down each path and try to see what, what it's going to be. It's like a game of chess where you, where you try to play it out. Uh, and I ignore the major obstacles and, and thinking, what about, how is this going to work? What's this going to look like if everything lines up? Not if everything doesn't line up, but if everything does line up, what does this look like and how can this be? And is it good? And if it's great, then we start looking at some of those obstacles and try to overcome some of those obstacles. But I try to look for the good in it before I just try to figure out how, why it won't work. And do you uh, ever suffer from a little confirmation bias? I know this is a challenge for me when I'm trying to make decisions, whether it's in business, at, you know, at home, is that I get kind of attached to the outcome I want to happen. And I start looking mm -hmm. for evidence to support that versus you know, sometimes people might say something and I become a little defensive because that's not, that's not what I want. Um, so do you, how do you fight back that confirmation bias tendency? I have 
decided that uh, anytime that I say no or disagree too hard with anybody, I try to um, take a step back and not be confrontational and uh, try to think about it more from from their perspective or um, really try to think about sort of what they're saying without being uh, absolutely no to it. So I, I think I answered that. I, I don't know. I, it's, I got a lot of a thoughts one. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, you know, what's part of the piss off of passion is that because you're passionate and so invested and excited about an idea. Um, you're kind of blind to the pitfalls? Is that you, sort of? It, it's totally possible. So I think it's great mm-hmm. to have in your life a person who is like plays the devil advocate who can actually ask you the questions, even if they 100% agree and want to support you and they actually think it's maybe a good decision is they mm-hmm. can still, and you know, um, I think dad's good for that. Actually, you can ask other questions yeah. about other a- angles and it forces you like you were talking a little earlier to articulate what, why you're making that choice or why you want to go down that particular path. Do you have any idea how many PowerPoint presentations I've done to uh, baby step dad through a, a decision because I don't want him rushing to the end? <laughs> you do PowerPoint and presentations? He sits there and watches them? <laughs> I, I have. Yeah, I have. It's, you know, we, we were looking at one building and, and basically in a nutshell, I was trying to say, look, we're going to buy a 15,000 square foot building. We only need 10,000 square feet and we can rent out uh, two areas of 2,500 square feet and a back lot. And it's going to work out because it's going to offset all this. Blah. At the end of the day, it was going to be um, 10% more than what we're paying right now. And we've got, um, you know, 70% more space. But if I just told him straight up that, uh, he would have um, shot it down without going through and seeing the the actual benefits. So I, I baby stepped him through a whole spreadsheet, I, which I which I did uh, screenshots of and did it on a PowerPoint. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, and I think he's on board now. <laughs> oh, good, good job. Good PowerPoint job. <laughs> so let's continue our conversation about the um, purpose. And the piss off of passions. We definitely talked a little bit about the piss offs and how sometimes mm. uh, the passion can be a f- source of drain rather than um, driving uh, or can be a form of resistance versus momentum. Uh, what about the purpose? How do you use passion in your life? Listen, and we got to keep it clean because, you know, but how do you use passion in your life? Well, you know, I, I liked how you said that passion is a short term energy um, and not meant for consistent power through anything. And mm-hmm. I, I think um, when you're passionate about something, and it's such a, a catchphrase, but when you're passionate about something, that, that's all you think about. If, if you're um, if you're into basketball and you just want to be a great basketball player, that's all you think about. And you think of new exercises that you're going to do and and you, you think of basketballs and, and, and you hold on to one all the time, right? Um, and I, I think that's... Um, that's what passion is uh, and how you convert that into your purpose is uh, uh, that's, that's, that's how that's your conversion into trying to reach your goal. So uh, I know that you had a passion. Um, mm-hmm. You had a few passions uh, growing up, but the one that seemed to have sticked 
the most. Well, actually, you know what? I was going to say, you, you've got a very philanthropic uh, viewpoint to the world. You, you want to help and you want to create good and you want to uh, share uh, with people. I, I think right from uh, when you had us as the uh, recycling family of the Okanagan, uh, somehow that happened. Um, to when when you do things to try to help people, you did a, a drive once, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, where you did a sock drive um, for for people that didn't have any homes. Uh, you heard that they one thing that they were lacking was socks. Um, huh? Didn't you? <laughs> oh, <she says> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did that when you first moved to Kelowna. I think I did. You know, I actually interviewed for a project for a presentation. Um, mm-hmm. Some people, some uh, you know, people who were living on the streets in Kelowna, and it was mm-hmm. one of the most eye-opening interview series I've ever done. And it was right um, at that time. I remember you doing that. That's probably why I was inspired to do it. I'm so glad that you have lived alongside me to remind me of things because I don't <laughs> remember anything. The stories you share, I'm like, I don't know. Are you sure that's what happened? But yeah, I just want to make a quick point about that. You, that was a really cool time um, interviewing those those really beautiful humans who are so easily judged and cast aside. And there was this one gentleman and he said to me that no one will ever be able to take away his sense of pride that says something he owns and no one can take it and here's a man who's living on the streets he had he had a wife and a family um you know substance abuse took over and and that now he finds himself without a home and but the way he said it he was full of pride for that and it just it taught me so much about judgment and how we think of other people and he he had this really kind of overwhelming smell of aftershave i kind of liked it actually it was a really nice smell <laughs> but he just took such pride in that and i think that no matter for me it was a big lesson that no matter what life throws at you you have to choose what you're you will not relinquish so if you know if you're listening and you're going through a really hard time right now, what are you going to choose to not relinquish in your life? What is it that is part of you that no one can take? And that's like a source of power. And um, I think passion could be a part of that, right? It's a part of what the passion and purpose. For me, passion is short term, but purpose is something that is like an ongoing stream through us. And then we throughout life, we find different passions that kind of play into our sense of purpose. Cause like you said, I, I have this, I have a sense of purpose of, um, doing things in the world, using my talents and skills to help try even in a small little way to make it a little bit better. So like podcasting, right. you know, the skills and talents that I have, but you know, and you have your innovate, I see you as an innovator and, um, and what's it, what's it called when people create things? Oh my gosh. Why can't I think of the word inventor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. But everyone has like a little something that is unique to them that they own that they can bring to the table. So I, I believe everyone's creative and everyone has a capacity to to look at what they're doing and to follow that little voice. And I don't know about you, but I have this little voice in my head all the time that is driving me or guiding me towards things that I think will be um are a good idea. And sometimes I think, am I being tricked? Is it the shiny object syndrome? 
you know, because I people talk about that all the time, especially as entrepreneurs, the shiny object syndrome getting derailed. And I think there's a time and place to really think about if you are being derailed, you know, and you're not focusing and there's all kinds of strategy around that. But I also feel that a lot of the times you're you're called to try things and do things, even if you don't follow through and you don't become a master at it, it becomes another piece of your puzzle pie or your puzzle. Um, so yeah. I just never feel like that's a waste of time. Has, have you ever had, like, I can give you some examples in my own life, but how about for yourself that you tried something different, a passion of some sort that it has now actually benefited or contributed to where you were at now, even though at the time you thought maybe it was kind of going off, mm-hmm. off the tracks. Yeah. You know what? Um, way back when in 1994 and five, I did something. I went to electronic engineering technology school. Um, and I, I realized uh, after going through for that for a while that that's not exactly where I wanted to end up. Um, mm-hmm. I was following the path that dad took. Uh, and I realized that uh, I like the knowledge. I like the what we're doing. But I think I want to do something different. I wanted to be an audio engineer. So that's when I... I left and I moved to Kamloops and opened up the music store and the audiovisual company. But fast forward 30 years. Oh, jeez. Uh, old. Fast forward. <laughs> um, I found myself designing and building and prototyping an electronic circuit for my guitars. And now, with help from real engineers and guys that have amazing experience, that original design that I, I did has come out and we've got a world-class pickup system for our guitars. So that was something that I started and realized, eh, not exactly for me, but I really benefited from later on. You know what I find so annoying about you is that all those years growing up, all those years, you were the one that had to have the big conversation with mom and dad to pull up your <laughs> socks. Cause you know, so I took real pride in thinking I was the smart one. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the good one. I'm the smart one. There's just, and for anyone listening, it's just Mike and I, we're just one, one brother, one sister. Um, yeah, I'm, glad these- I'm glad you weren't my older sister. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when people ask me who's older, it actually super offends me. But anyways, um, yeah, all those years, like you, you got all the talkings too, because I think school bored you or something. Cause you, you know, now I feel like you can do math that I can't even imagine. Um, you're, 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 very intelligent, but growing up, wouldn't have known it because you didn't do well in school at all. Um, you know what? I, I think um, one of the things that, that happens when you're excited about something is you want to learn more about it. You want to learn everything yeah. about it. When you Google something, you go in deep, you know, like you're, you're looking up something and you, and you uh, it used to be funny. You'd go to Wikipedia and, and you'd click on all the links to all the things that you're interested in. And next thing you know, you're researching different types of um, magnets for guitar pickups, you know, like in your deep in. Um, and if you're interested in that, that's, that's where you go. And sometimes I, I think I struggled with uh, finding the interest level of uh, why I need to know geography if I'm not interested in traveling anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember uh, Mr. Scales, by the way, if you're listening by any chance, I am so sorry. Uh, you're probably why um, I'm probably why you uh, retired early. Uh, but I want you to know that I wish <laughs> I paid more attention in your socials class 
which is geography, because now that I travel all over the place, I am gaining that knowledge, but I wish I had it when I started. There, I said it. Yeah, you've, <laughs> you've, you've really helped Mr. Scales out because you <laughs> sure frustrated him. I heard all about it. <laughs> that is true, though. Yeah, when you're super, then there's a purpose of passion right there. When you're very mm-hmm. interested in something, you're, you're just naturally going to go and research it, investigate it. So I think people need to be open a little more to follow those nudges. Like if you have an interest in something, read about it and mm-hmm. you know, take that take that little um, step out of your comfort zone to 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 give it a try to to just just have a little fun with it because you just never know where that nudge is going to take you. What drove you when you were a preteen to make cookies? Without eggs. I don't remember doing that. Or you started making like all good for you cookies with mayonnaise and alternate. uh, You were were experimenting with all those different. Remember you made cookies that were like micro thin? I was trying to make the most. But they were really good. I wanted to make the healthiest cookies because I love baking, but I also am very interested and passionate about nutrition. So I wanted to make the healthiest possible cookies I possibly could. And I called, I actually had a little name for my bakery. It was called Num Num Bakery. Um, I thought that was clever. And I would ask people to try them. And um, apparently they're not very good. I like them. (laughs) Thank you. I thought they were so high in fiber, so high in fiber. (laughs) Anyways. um, Yeah. So you're right though. Like I did, I liked nutrition. I was super interested in nutrition. I actually took, I don't know if you remember this. I took, um, I dragged mom and my second born when she was like six months old down to the States for some training on Dr. Sears because Dr. Sears is a pediatrician and he's got a little empire. I think more in the States. And um, my firstborn was such a bad sleeper and she was so traumatic as a baby for me that I ended up reading his book at one point and he so inspired me that I started researching, Googling, getting to know Dr. Sears. And then it turned out he had a nutrition program. So then, oh, ding, ding, ding. Trisha loves nutrition. So I dragged mom to Seattle for this uh, four-day training on nutrition, oh. which I have done nothing with. But <laughs> it was a big learning experience. And I actually do sometimes pull that nutrition and health and wellness side of things into my own coaching practice. So, um, Well, here's the interesting thing. Yeah. What do you think that had for impact on your life uh, since then that you've put in every day that you um, that you don't even think about, you subconsciously do? I, I'll give you one quick example. As a sound engineer, when I'm plugging in a speaker cable, the uh, older style speaker cables that are quarter inch like a guitar jack, when I plug mm-hmm. it in, I turn the jacket of it to tighten it up because I don't want it to rattle loose and short itself out while the speaker's vibrating and making sound. And I've just learned to do that because I've had a few failures. Uh, With that knowledge you had from Dr. Sears, uh, what do you do in your daily life that you don't even realize that you're doing? Have you thought about that? Oh, I've never thought about that. Uh, The biggest lesson I learned with sugar was the, how much sugar we're consuming. So I probably daily eat less sugar because of their very dramatic um, examples, but not nearly as exciting as you're plugging something into the back of a speaker and whatever you're talking about. You're kind of geeky about that stuff. I don't know. I, I, I got a better one for you. 
Okay. When you eat raspberries, uh-huh. uh huh. Explain to me the process when you eat a raspberry. Well, I pick it up and I make sure that there's no crawling bugs inside. Yeah, and how do you and do then that? I look at it. Sometimes well, at I will it. blow into it. Okay, stop there. And, uh-huh. You blow into your raspberry. Yes, because if there's a bug in there, you can blow it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, stop. Uh huh. The reason why you blow into raspberries is because our mother told us uh, to blow in the raspberries to make sure there's no bugs inside. But we just plugged it off of the the vine. There's no bugs in it because it's it's just came straight off. And the reason I phoned her and asked her a few years ago, the reason she told us to blow into it was because we were little piggies and we were eating them too fast. And it's the only way she could get us to slow down. This is crazy. Are you serious? All these years of me blowing into stupid raspberries is just to slow my piggish eating down? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, so glad you're here to help in me. In the subconscious, me you've got yeah. all these things going on. And and I think when you're – bring us back to passion and purpose and everything and and why you fail uh, or when failures can add to it is they're all living in your subconscious. You've, you've mm-hmm. gone and you've done something with cookies and, and high fiber and nutritional, less sugar. That plays into what you're doing today. For me, it could have been something of uh, learning how to uh, do a finishing step uh, way back when on a a piece of metal that I'm applying to on wood for guitars. And that's in my subconscious, and I'm able to use that as part of what I'm doing moving forward. So all of these different experiences add up and and grow together um, to really add to that purpose and allow you to funnel everything that you've known into what you're doing today. I love that. That's a really good point. And I'm still surprised that the reason why I blow into raspberries is because (laughs) of mom. But, you know, on that note, before we kind of wrap things up, we should do a rapid fire question session at the end. Because since you're the co-host and everything, you know, okay. kind of fun. Yep. Uh, I don't know what we're going to ask, but that that'll be fun. Okay, so but nothing like putting me on the with, spot. Okay, I know, right? But what, with what you just said, it reminds me of the many conversations I've had with clients in my coaching practice. People say, "Well, who am I to open that business?" Or you know, I work with a lot of uh, individuals who wanted to become speakers or thought leaders and to really own their kind of ideas and their energy. And the big conversation we often have is that no one can do what you want to do in the way that you can because of all those experiences that add up to you. They add up to you how you think, how you subconsciously think, like you're mentioning, they add up to your energy, your humor, your background, you know, everything. So if anyone's listening and is like, well, who am I to think that I can create that kind of impact or that I can take my passion and make a living out of it, start that business, please, please remember that you're, the, the energy you bring to the table and the lived experiences is truly unique. And that makes you different right there. You, you know what I like about that, Trish, too, mm-hmm. uh, is that whether you've chatted with uh, a homeless person and realized that they don't have socks, your tool to help people could be getting socks. That's not a difficult thing to do. They're not expensive. You just got to rally mm-hmm. people around what you're doing. Um, so to that, I, I really think that, um, 
your your tool to enact good or to create what you want to do. Mine is guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized that this year that I can help people with guitars um, and ukuleles. And, and what we did was we started to lend them out for free. What kind of business is that? That doesn't make any sense. We lend them out through the uh, library in our region. Uh, they've got ugh, 60 instruments and they're, they're being lent out for six weeks at a time for people to try out, have access to quality instruments and learn music because music is healing. That's my tool and what I can do to help uh, people. Uh, it's, it's not, it's, you know, some people it's money. Some people it's their time. Um, for you, it's, it's your thoughts and, and, um, and ideas and, and coaching and, and being able to really help people uh, narrow that down. But um, anybody has uh, worth and uh, they just got to figure out what their tool is, whether it's making high fiber cookies or, um, or writing a story. Right? Yeah, it is true. Uh, I think we had a pretty good on theme conversation. I hope that there were some nuggets that people can take away, but let's do a rapid fire session. Okay, uh, Oreo or chocolate chip? Uh, is this home baked? Uh, no, it was just Oreo. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> now it's my turn. This is this how it works? I don't Honestly. know. I, I've never done a rapid fire. I question don't either. either. Not really. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I don't really know how to do a rapid fire. I need to prepare some more. I'm sorry. I take this whole idea back. I take it back. <laughs> Tell me your favorite uh, book that you've read in the last six months. I always like to ask list, or, um, people. Uh, so I, I read some books, but I usually listen to audiobooks. And uh, I've been re-listening uh, to um, Think and Grow Rich uh, recently. Ooh. And it's yeah. an old book. Uh, basically, it was uh, done up uh, for the guy to follow Thomas Edison around, uh, to follow those guys, those giant heads at that period of time as to what makes them successful. And uh, it's a really, uh, it's an older book, but a really good fundamental book. So I, that's what I've been uh, li- reading a lot. How about you? Uh, right now, I, I listen to Audible books. I've got the four kids. It's just impossible for me sometimes to sit down with a book. But right now, I am fully entrenched in the war of art with Stephen Pressfield. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. Uh, I, and I actually started that. Um, but I have I remind me again, what's what, what do you like about it? Uh, it's about resistance, right? Resistance for any kind of ideas and what stops us from moving forward as artists, as creatives, as people in general. I think it's it can be absolutely blanketed to anyone at any point of their lives of trying to create betterment for themselves. So it's The War of Art by uh, Stephen Pressfield. Highly recommend it. It's like he literally is talking to my own brain. Uh, and I just think I think it's actually quite phenomenal. So I highly recommend it. Um, I'm also reading right now uh, from, um, oh my gosh, I, you know, it must be Friday that we're recording this because Tom <laughs> Watson, we were just talking about Tom, Tom Watson. Watson. Yeah, yeah what he a great shared, guy. shared the stage at the Leap Conference where you and I both worked at. And Tom yep. Watson wrote a book called Manchus, and it is um, truly heartfelt. It's a, it's not a long read, but it's just, just so many beautiful moments in there about what really matters in life. 
And I think as we go through life and we have this passion and the sense of purpose, because I know many people listening have a real deep sense of purpose to make a difference, that can be a weight on your shoulders. And he helps to really put it into perspective of what really matters. And, you know, if we're making choices for what matters most in our life, we're um, we're going to be on the path that is most fulfilling. So definitely highly recommend that. It's called Man's Shoes by Tom Watson as well. Okay. Uh, what is your uh, best number one thing you do in the morning to get your head straight and ready in the game? Okay. I'm glad you asked, Mike. I don't know if you know this. You probably don't. I don't think we've ever talked about this. But no, This is a rapid fire question. Rapid fire. Okay. I'll try to do a rapid fire answer. I... Ooh. For many years, I would get up and, um, you know, I, I kind of go up and down. A lot of my world changes as my kids age and circumstances change. And But right now, for the last little bit, because I don't have any time alone, truly, um, just the nature of, you know, the five-year-old wants to sleep with me and I, all this stuff. I wake up early um, to go downstairs to make myself a cup of tea and I make myself two eggs and I watch Netflix. Okay. I do. Yeah. Because you know what? That fulfills me right now. Let me tell you, I need that 45 minutes. There was, a, you know, many, many months where I would write. There was many months where I'd wake up and work out. But at this time, moment in time, it's many months of just waking up and having 45 minutes to myself. How about you? Uh, my, my morning routine is I, uh, I, Monica usually gets up uh, before me. Um, but I still somehow wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, I go, I, I make myself a hazelnut coffee and mm -hmm. I put in, uh, almond chocolate, almond milk into it. And oh. the smell of the hazelnut coffee and the taste of it combined with the chocolate almond milk. I, uh, I sit there and spend quality time watching global news with Monica and working, answering emails this morning, I programmed a guitar neck and I find that really um, calming and just to be kind of in the zone right there with my hazelnut coffee. Wow, that is so geeky. I programmed <laughs> a guitar. I don't know what that means, but that's cool. When, okay, yeah. I, I got one for you. And this okay. will be our final one. Uh, what is the best wisdom that you've ever received or that you live by? Uh, well, I've gotten many wisdom things. The first one that came to mind was uh, I I did a, a big, huge sound system for uh, a Bantai, um, a ca not castle, but a big uh, Bantai. Anyways, it was a building and none of the walls were even. <laughs> and that doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah. It was at the Echo Valley Ranch. And the guy that owned the ranch and built this um, – Palace, Bantai Palace. Um, I asked him, he, he, he had been successful in inventing and patenting things for the saw uh, mills and the, the, that kind of a thing. And his advice was, uh, once you reduce the variables to the simplest state, you have your core invention. So whatever you're working on, reduce the variables. And I've taken that from literally inventing things to life just reducing things down to the variables that matter and try to navigate through, uh, through that. Huh? That's really good. Okay. How about you? 
For me, and I've been connected to this for many years, I teach it, I live it, I breathe it, I got a passion for it, is this one truth for myself. And that is life doesn't have to be so hard. And often I make it harder than it needs to be. So it's kind of similar to yours where I'm consistently looking at the choices I make, how I live, and I'm like, what really matters and what actually needs to get done? And, you know, I don't know, all those kind of things. But you know, whenever I get stressed out about something, I'm like, life doesn't have to be so hard. And it truly changes how I approach things and the energy that I experience them with. And I think uh, my mood as well. It's pretty, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that matters. Yeah. Okay. That's good. some good wisdom. Okay. Well, you know what? Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for being a co-host. I hope it was fun. It was really great. I, and uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know I was being a co-host until tonight. So I think we should do this again. Yeah, I think we will for sure later on. As and this is the the first episode of 2023. There are some changes coming to Passion for Impact forecasted here in February, March. But I'll be I'll be sharing some of those um, details coming up in February. Um, looking at uh, actually some pretty big changes around here, but I'll share those a little bit later on. So I'm just teasing it for now. And with that, I hope everyone has a great. Fantastic rock and beginning to their 2023. And, and thanks again, Mike, for joining me. It was it was a good time for sure. Yeah, for sure, Trish. Okay. I'm gonna go Bye. make some cookies. Passion for Impact is sponsored by the Inspire Store. Need a gift that inspires? Inspire Store features exclusive ethically made goods and jewelry that embodies these three words. Yes, you can. Every purchase supports Food Banks Canada. Plus, you will receive Trisha Miltimore's popular personal development Shift Up e-course. Empowerment awaits you. Shop with impact at inspirestore.org. If you love learning how to live and lead in a caring and fulfilling way, and you find this show inspiring, please share with your friends, rate and review this podcast. Passion for Impact, it's brought to you by Rock Your Leadership. We train leaders on how to grow success, drive change, and not burn out. Visit passionigniter.ca for more details. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Passion for Impact podcast. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast to subscribe for episode notes, links, and special offers from show guests. Cast your vote. Make your impact. One socially conscious choice at a time.